the sports stance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the sports dance. My name is Greg, and Dag Gummit. If I don't have the rootness, tootness, cutest guy around, it's none other than Paul. Paul, how you doing? I'm doing great, Dag Gummit. Dag Gummit. Rivers. I I am. That's that's where the inspiration came from. Classy guy, calling it quits. Bo- I I really hope he rolls off into the distance with his bolo tie around his neck. And his nine children all trying to climb on top of him. Well, I'm guessing he made himself some pretty fancy investments and he's got nothing to worry about. So good for him. I hope he made investments because college is not cheap. And when you have to pay for it nine different times, I think it adds up. Maybe they'll go into the family business. Maybe he'll unretire. (laughs) (laughs) Philip Rivers coming out of retirement at 57. What's the inspiration for coming out now, Phil? Um, need college money. One kid wants to go to BU. The other one wants to go to Yale. I don't have any more money. <laughs> I ain't got no money. Got none. Well, that's right. Uh, you know, we'll actually just get right into the retirement talk with Philip Rivers since we're on it. Philip Rivers has officially announced he's going to retire, and waiting in the background seems to also be Drew Brees, who has not made it official. But after what we saw Sunday. The walking off the field, the look back at the Superdome, all signs are pointing to Drew Brees also will be retiring after probably one of the worst games of his career. Now, Paul, these are two members of the old guard QB club. You can kind of figure out who the rest are. You have Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger. You throw Aaron Rodgers in there because he's up there in age. I mean, these are guys that have been around since 2004 or earlier they've been around for a while like these are guys that you have just they've been a part of your football season for as long as you can remember so he is so, so philip rivers god love the guy he, he's he's made it he's he's made it official what does drew Brees need to do he's gonna go he's he signed a contract to be a sports broadcaster he did that last year like he's already had so, it signed for a year you know, you hate to see a guy like Drew Brees, who has been such a talent, a leader, go out with such a god-awful game. So it was bad. just bad. Terrible. It was really bad. And it wasn't, he wasn't good the week before against the Bears either. He wasn't. He didn't have great final games. Granted, I would easily chalk that up to the fact that he has 11 fractured ribs that probably don't feel too good still. So maybe you can you can throw it up to that. Because he threw up a few, and one of the picks I don't blame on him. Jared Cook had it in his yeah, hands. Yeah, bounce. Yeah. That's. But hey, eleven it wasn't the Drew Brees that we know. I don't think I could sit in a chair with eleven broken ribs. No, he's no kid, and I mean he's a kid compared to me, but he's no kid in no. the NFL. But hey, even when you think about it, think about it. When they came into the league, you were in your early thirties. What are you telling my age? <laughs> You've already told your age. And then you forget your age and you think you're one age and you're not. <laughs> I'm younger. Oh, who does that? <laughs> you're the guy, you're like the people that go, Oh, this year I'm I must be 39 again. And but you actually like think you are. 
I, and I then really somebody reminds you and you're like, wait, no, I'm actually a year younger. How did I get that mixed up so bad? So for those in the know, I, how was I 57 for two years? You were 58. You were 58, for, 58 two for two years. You were, you told everybody you were 58. Then you weren't 58. You were 57, going to turn 57. And then you actually turned 58. So you really can have a conversation with people. Like, people think I'm crazy because how old are you going to be? Oh, geez, I'm going to be 58 again. <laughs> I'm like, wait, that's a weird one to just stay your on again. <laughs> I hey, liked it. I, it was I, good good I enjoy myself. You do. But yeah, so I mean, think about they have been there forever. So we saw Drew Brees. He didn't go out the way he had hoped. I mean, now they did Phillip Rivers. He also, but the old guard, all of them made it to the playoffs. They have all exited the playoffs except one of them, but they made it, which is impressive when you think about the youth movement in the QB position that's been happening. But I'm going to quickly read you Philip Rivers' retirement statement. I'm not going to read all of it because the first part is why he chose the date to retire on today. Um, a bunch of different things have happened for him. But he goes, I am grateful to the Chargers for 16th season and the Colts for 17th season. Thank you to all my coaches that helped me grow as a player and person. I appreciate the opposing defenses making it challenging physically and mentally every week. I also enjoyed the banter. I appreciate the referees putting up with all my fussing. I think I was right most of the time. Daggummit. Thanks to the fans <laughs> in San Diego and around the nation that both cheered and booed. And then special thanks to his friends and teammates. And then he said, lastly, I'd like to thank my wife, Tiffany, and our children. Haley, Caroline, Grace, Gunner, Sarah, Peter, Rebecca, Clara, and Anna. Could not have done any of this without your unwavering support. And so can't wait for the next chapter to begin. But kind of a kind of a nice, I mean, it was a nice statement. I laughed at the fact that he enjoyed the banter because everybody said he was the cleanest, meanest trash talker on the field because he doesn't curse as the daggummit. You, you big stinker. Well, daggummit you. And that was like as bad as it got, I think. So, but nice statement. I'm sure Drew Brees and people like that, if they're retiring, will have something similar. But so Philip Rivers officially made it. I'm actually, I am surprised though. Were you shocked when you heard Philip Rivers was calling it, calling it a career? Yes. Joins Indy for a year. They make the playoffs. They're 11 and five. Or I was he surprised. Gonna go He's going to go out. I know that at the very end, not so good, but. Hey, he had a good good year. And he's well, he said, get the out. time is the t- my time. It's the right time. It's my time. Like so, I get it. If you feel like you've given it, you're your all. I am surprised though because he had a good year in Indy. And also, if like you're gonna, I almost feel like if you were gonna call it quits, why spend one year somewhere else? Like just end it when you finish with your franchise you've been with the whole time. But so that's why I guess it also shocked me because he had a good year. It was only one year. Colts didn't seem like they were getting ready to draft their quarterback of the future. I think they kind of thought maybe they had one more year and they don't. So they got, they'll be looking for a quarterback. I'll tell you what though, if the Doug Peterson move did not get made by the Eagles, which basically secured Wentz in Philadelphia, man, would India have made a lot of sense for a trade destination now still could, but it looks less likely. So who's next? Who's next to retire? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be Ben. It's going to be Ben Roethlisberger next year. There's he's expected to come back. Honestly, I don't see Tom Brady retiring this year, even if he wins it all or next year, because I feel like if he does well next year, 
he's gonna be like, well, let's let's just run it back and do it again. I feel like it's gonna take him having a significant drop off where his body's like, we can't keep doing this. We're done with it. I think he has two more years, at least in Tampa. I don't think Brady retires until 2023, which is nuts to say. I was definitely thinking a few years ago that he should be done, but that was as a, you know, angry Eagles fan. Now I like Tom Brady. It's weird. (laughs) I don't know what's happening, but yeah, Ben Roethlisberger, I feel like he's just going to take one more year, the one more big contract money, and then he'll retire too, no matter what. Yeah, I think Ben is good, but I think Ben is on a downward. And I think, geez, go out on a go out on a high. But I guess, you know, everybody everybody has to decide from themselves. I mean, you'd be going out on four interceptions. Someone, <laughs> you hate to have someone retire you because of your performance. Well, essentially that's what Tom Brady did to Drew Brees. Yes. Oh boy. <laughs> and you know, hey, it's a game, right? They all signed up to play as hard as they can. Yep. You think Tom Brady's taking it easy on anybody? Tom Brady's going to play his heart out. No, but I didn't. I did Tom like the, I did like the afterwards where they showed him on the field with Breeze's kids and talking to Drew, and then at the end he threw a touchdown, like passed to his one son, and then told them to be nice to their sister before leaving. That was that was a nice ball. moment. I wonder if he signed it for them. I don't know, but he threw a again threw a perfect pass over the brother defender who was just out of reach of catching the ball, like. By the way, that kid Impressive. pulled that ball in. Something yeah. the Patriots didn't do all year last year. Something, well, Michael, something Michael Thomas didn't do once in that whole game. Then it comes out that he apparently has like two destroyed deltoid muscles in his ankles or something. And he only fought through it to try to help Drew Brees to a Super Bowl. So, I don't know. Well, that didn't work out. It did not. But speaking of the ageless wonder, Tom Brady, like we said, Bucks beat the Saints. That was your lock of the week. You got to feel pretty good about that. I feel pretty good about it. I, I you know, how do you not? Um, I want to see the guy do well. I know there's a lot of people around this neck of the woods that don't, but how do you not? I mean, you can't, you can't screw with greatness. I mean, he just is a great football player. I've had to come to the terms that he's already got his rings. I mean, at this point, what's another one going to be make it? It doesn't make a difference at this point. He's already set. <laughs> That bitch is going to run out of fingers. Yeah, he's already <laughs> set the in stone his place on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks of all time. Like, he's already there. Another ring, it's, it really doesn't change much. As long as it's not going to the Patriots, I really don't care. <laughs> well, there you go. A lot of people feel that same way. Um, but I want to see him do well. I want to see him win. Now, the he question has... is, dun, dun, dun. can Aaron Rodgers, the most likely MVP, do you think him and the Packers have what it takes to beat them this week? We will obviously get into our locks and why, but do you think anybody can dethrone Tommy Boy? I think about 10 minutes into the first time they met this season, everyone said, oh my God, Aaron Rodgers is going to put Brady in his place. And then Tom Brady destroyed him 38 unanswered points. Yeah. And I'm, that's, I'm hoping that's that not is, the repeat. That is a destructive game. That is just a blowout. You got destroyed. Rogers is going to defend in his backyard, right? And yep. let's see. Let's see how this goes. But I, I still think you got Tom Brady that's played in cold weather his whole career, except one year. And I think uh, his teammates not so much. But I think Tom Brady is is can lead that team to a, 
I'm not saying it's a destruction, but it's a, it's an outright win. What is it? Three points to cover. It is three points to cover. So, you know what? We're, I, we're just going to get into it. So that's your lock for the week. It's a hundred percent. My lock. I, I say it's more than three points after a, what was it? A 28 point blowout last time. So let's, let's uh, put that one in the books for me. All right. I mean, I'm going to have to agree. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I do think this game should should be much closer. The Bucks defense looked really good against New Orleans, and New Orleans defense is supposed to be one of the toughest in the league, and they gave up 30 points. Granted, a lot of that was because of great field position the defense gave the offense, but the Packers defense isn't anything special. They have some good cornerbacks. Their front seven is not going to be intimidating. Leonard Fournette is feeling and running really well. Ronald Jones is back healthy. I don't know what's happening with Antonio Brown's knee, but it held him out mainly of the second half. And so if he's back, you got three stud wide receivers plus Gronk and Brait at the tight end spots who have both looked good. Gronk's really just blocking at this point. I don't even yeah. you know if he, he basically runs when they're at the end zone. And I mean, if Tom throws it up in the air, Gronk's coming down with it. The tall guys, the big guys in the end zone, or they run through and drag everybody through with them. Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah, Gronk, Mike Evans, that's that's their forte. So, yeah, I get your lock makes sense. I would go with the Bucks outright to winning right now with the Packs favored by three. Let's look at the other game, though. On the AFC side, we have the Chiefs and Bills. So the Bills got there pretty easily. Uh, they won 17-3. Lamar Jackson, even before his concussion, The offense did not look good, and basically the Bills forced them to throw, and Lamar's not – I mean, he's not a great thrower, but they also don't really have many weapons for him. Marquise Brown's kind of a deep threat, and you can only do that so many times. And Mark Andrews, their tight end, is their short short route guy, and all you have to do is kind of double-team them, and you got nothing. Um, Concussion Central. Yeah, I mean – yeah, the Mahomes, which the reports are coming out that Mahomes wasn't a concussion. It was a pinched nerve. He's already passed like all the protocol tests for concussion already. So they said something happened when the guy twisted his neck, something got pinched it and, it, like. and it caused his legs to kind of go jelly, which I mean, no matter what, it looks concerning. Yeah. At least he's trending towards playing, which. You, you want all the best guys out there, and the NFL kind of has their dream matchups with what they have between Brady Rodgers as the old guard in the NFC and then the young AFC side. You have Mahomes and Josh Allen and the up-and-coming Bills who have now jumped the Patriots in the AFC East and now become one of the crown jewels of the AFC in general with how they've played this year. And so, yeah, it was a good game for at least one of those two matchups they had. They had... Chiefs and Browns was better than I expected, better than most expected. Even before Mahomes went out, the Chiefs offense wasn't just having their way with the Browns. They were had their moments. They had their big plays, but it wasn't like, oh, man. This is going to be a destruction. It's going to be chaos. It, it wasn't. Browns would have been right in it if that rule that oh, – I get the rule, but I hate the rule. The fumble through the end zone as the offensive player becomes a touchback for the defense – why is it if anywhere else it's fumbled on the field as an offensive player goes out of bounds, the offense gets it back. I feel like you should just get it back. 
if anything, penalize the offense, I guess, maybe in some sort of way, be like, it went out of the back of the end zone. You get the ball at the 20, like no matter where they were on the field, they have to go back to the, the 20 that on that side of the field, not like their own 20, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> but because like the defense didn't really do much to cause that he was diving for the end zone. He got a helmet to helmet hit, which isn't allowed, but they couldn't review it. And he fumbled the ball through the end zone and it's, it's, it was a tough break. They also had a lot of opportunities, especially once Mahomes went out, Chad Henney came in. I mean, he made the plays he needed to, but again, they got the ball back a few times with a chance to take the lead and they couldn't do it. So, I mean, the NFL also is probably ecstatic because the chiefs are the team right now. And Mahomes is the guy. Andy Reid is the Kool-Aid man. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, Kool-Aid. One guy has only ever taken his team to three straight AFC or NFC championships at their home. Who's that man? Andy Reid. Oh, yeah. He did it with the Eagles three times in a row and now with the Chiefs. Kind of impressive. It is. It's impressive that Bill Belichick has never actually had that happen. I think that's the more astounding. I guess he'll settle for his his championships, his rings, his yeah. No, yeah. no, I get that, but like, isn't that kind of a weird thing to think that like somehow in that twenty year reign where they made the Super Bowl nine times that they never hosted the AFC Championship three times in a row at Foxborough? Sometimes they just found a way to win. They just didn't get the home field, baby. I I, I know, but it's 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 one of those oddities to me that that happened. So. Yeah, so they got the matchups they want. Paul, I'll let you go first because this is going to be my lock of the week. What do you have happening in this game, assuming Patrick Mahomes plays? If Patrick's if Patrick's if Patrick Mahomes doesn't play, I'm I'm, I'm I have I have a very very close game. But this is assuming he does play. If he does play, what do you have? I have it twenty four twenty one. Close game, Chiefs. I was they say, just say who wins. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the Chiefs win. If Mahomes doesn't play, uh, I w- it'll be a great game. That's going to be a great game for all the reasons. A couple of young, spry quarterbacks that can run the ball versus the you know History Channel game. I, I it's a just win. It's a just make it and just win. All right. So you have Bucks Chiefs. That's your prediction. That's what you've said since the beginning of the playoffs. That was your lock. Yep. I'm going with my lock is the Bills outright win. You have the Bucks with the upset at Lambeau. I have the Bills with the upset in Kansas City at Arrowhead. Look at us. Uh, I think Josh Allen, he is this, I think he's just been playing better than Patrick Mahomes. I do. I think he's been playing better. Him and Stephon Diggs have a rare connection of QB wide receiver where they just kind of know what the other's going to do. And they get plays. They make plays happen. The Bills have shown they don't really need a run game. They ran the ball three times in the first half against the Ravens. So they don't need to because if somebody runs, it's going to be Josh Allen on a scramble. And that works just fine for them. I think this is actually not as close of a game as people are expecting. I think the Bills kind of stomp on the Chiefs. I'm going with, let's see, how bold should I be here? I'm going to go with 35 to 27. Okay. That's not, it's, it's a win. 
Eight-point win at Arrowhead against the Chiefs is a big win. Wow. So I guess you're saying there's real no insurance policy for Mahomes to win, but I'm bum. <laughs> hey, we already found out State Farm, I guess, is better than Progressive. State Farm <laughs> has to be loving this, by the way, though. They have Mahomes and Rodgers. They're two guys in the championship games. If they make it to how the many, Super Bowl. How many of those ads are you going to watch in the next five days? If they make it to the Super Bowl, oh, my God. State Farm might as well just sponsor the whole thing. But by the way, Paul, we should let the people know if they want to make their locks legitimate, they got to go to my bookie. Here's a quick ad from them. With football playoffs in full swing and the NBA season back in action, NHL is on the ice. All the sports are back that you need to go check out my bookie and sign up. Go to mybookie.ag. And when you do, use promo code 12 ounce sports. That's 12OZ sports, all caps, no spaces. When you do that, they're going to match your first deposit up to $1,000. That's right. You heard me. $1,000 matched on your first deposit. And all you have to do is enter promo code 12 ounce sports. That's 12OZ sports. What are you waiting for? The games are happening. Get your money, make it happen. Get that earning, get those winnings. 12 on sports promo code at mybookie.ag. Sign up today, but remember, gamble responsibly. That's right. Like I said, always remember to gamble responsibly. And Paul, speaking of gambles, you know what a gamble that paying off so far is in the NBA? You tell me. Hardy Harden. Slimming down. <laughs> I thought I didn't know where you were going there. Yeah, he's got to take off some of that uh, that uh, speed weight, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> he's been taking it off and putting up big points. Uh, him and Kevin Durant have looked like they've never left Oklahoma City together and are playing phenomenal. But guess who joins them? The third leg of that tripod. <laughs> That's right. Kyrie Irving has been found. The where in time is Kyrie Irving. He I think thinks it's water. a flat earth. <laughs> But it's really a redder. Did you like my little song there? I did. I, I you're very, very talented. You uh don't give up your day job, Greg. That's not very nice. I thought you were just saying I was talented. You are very talented. You 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 really are. Oh, thank you. But yes, you're a jack right. of all trades. Kyrie Irving has been found. He has been brought back. He has been fined. He was fined a hefty amount, a few hundred thousand dollars total of his game checks have been taken away. Uh, the 50000 for breaking protocols because he was away due to the fact that he was at a party without masks and it was found out for some reason they just didn't like just come out and say that or the Nets didn't. I don't know. It was a very weird situation. But apparently in his time off, he also ended up buying a house for George Floyd's family. If you don't know who I'm referring to, all the protests over this past summer, if you don't remember that, well, that's who it was all started with was the death of George Floyd. So he bought a house for their family. So I guess some positivity out of the negativity that seemed to be coming off of Kyrie and the Nets whole situation. So you wore that little triangular party hat and he got found out. Yep. And he did a good thing while he was out. And well, I it think doesn't I'll, really erase. I mean, it doesn't fully erase what he did. I mean, it doesn't erase it at all. He still did it. He put his teammates and, um, competitors at risk and would he have come back and played if he didn't get found out of course he would 
Uh, I mean, I don't know. I he did he himself was the reason he did himself take himself away for personal reasons. Nobody just knew what they were for a while. Yeah, I had to so go. I guess technically he was doing the right thing by staying away. It's just he needed to communicate better, and I think he ended up coming out and apologizing and saying, "I need to do better," and yada yada yada. Somebody from PR gave me this to say type thing. Absolutely, and uh, you know, a drop in the bucket for the fine. Yeah, I paid more for my cell phone while I was driving. Exactly. While he was away, though, like I said, the Nets did get James Harden, and him and Kevin Durant have been performing quite nicely. Uh, now we add in Kyrie Irving. So I will be interested to see what the stat lines come out as because all of them like a lot of shots. It's just how many can they all take and how many of them go in? If one of them has an off night, how bad is it if the other two aren't having great games? Like, there's going to be some sort of balance to be figured out. Any do, jealous we think, do we think they can find the balance? They're going to have to find the balance or they're going to kill each other. Probably. And then Kyrie might be the odd man out because I think James Harden and Kevin Durant really like each other. You don't want to be the odd man out in that tripod. Nope. <laughs> don't want to be the one, middle part of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> But yeah, so at least it's going. I mean, at least the Nets trade so far has looked like it's working out for them, even though it's only been like two games. But it's been a good two games. What's not looking good is again the NBA COVID situation. More games have been postponed, more games have been canceled. At some point, it's I don't know what they do. Again, I guess you can keep postponing, but when do you make up these games? I guess you can do back to back type nights. It's just that's going to get hard for some guys like the teams are still going to be down guys because the older guys can't do that every night they won't nearly be able to compete or play at the level they're supposed to can't play every night every hour of every minute of every game and 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 exist you're just gonna something's got to give what's gonna give i don't know i where what do you think the nba can do here outside of taking a two-week break and trying to start again because again Without the bubble, without the whole, all right, everybody needs to stay in this one designated area, you have the risk of exposure every time. You have teams that have just gotten past their safety protocols and the team that has to go back into it. The Sixers had issues. Memphis is the reason for tonight's cancellation against Portland. So it's, it's hard to say what the NBA can do, but it's a problem that doesn't seem to be getting any more handled than it was a week ago which is an issue because the mlb had an issue at the beginning of their season for about two weeks like it was bad for a really two-week stretch with the marlins and the cardinals and teams like that but then it seemed like after that you really never heard about covid being an issue for any team how'd they get them to take it so seriously i don't know they put in protocols i mean the nba is enforcing more and more things every single week. Last week, we know they said there were not going to be like hugs and handshakes. They are now taking it a step further with trying to prevent that by, and let me see if I can find it really quick. Here it is. Beginning tonight, meaning Wednesday, January 20th, NBA team security will be stationed at half court for compliance of rules regarding pre and post game interactions. The league has informed teams. The NBA and MBPA agreed on players maintaining six feet of distance refraining from hugs and handshakes and wearing masks. 
So we'll see how well security enforces that. I mean, the hard thing is it is a natural habit once the game ends for guys to handshake, hug, that type of thing, especially in basketball when the game ends and you're on the court. Like, that's the hardest part about it, I feel like. I get it. You're just playing 48 minutes against each other. I don't know how that, again, how that's considered safe, but this isn't. I don't know, but I get they're trying to take the precautions that they need. It's more so in case, I guess, one team has tracing to prevent, hopefully, the other team from contracting it, or at least multiple of them. It's all about protecting the other team. You, You have to protect the other team. Now, we... We know that if you do the right thing off the court, life is good. Yeah. You're going to be fine. But I think they know they can't, Kyrie, and they're going to keep them away from each other during the game to protect them from each other. Yeah, you got to do hard. something. It's hard. And I mean, we see it in the NBA and right into the next sport that we're going to talk about because it's really the same topic, the NHL. The NHL, we don't, we're not talking really in-depth about the game so far because it's been like five. And, well, the Bruins are 1-1-1, one, one, and one, and they haven't scored a goal in regulation on full strength. And that's this whole issue in itself. Paul, I don't know if you know this. I know your goal has been to watch more hockey, but the Bruins, not looking great from an no. offensive standpoint. No, and they gave away their defense, so. I mean, was yeah, Char... Was Char really their defense? No, it was time. Yeah, he he was the fan defense. Yes, but I, I mean, they need they need Pasternak back from for their offensive side. But I don't even know if that helps at this point. It, but I get again, you can't judge it after on three games worth of play with a minimum off season and minimum preseason games. So we'll see where it goes it, from there. So it, that's why we're not getting into it. Somebody out there hasn't even played yet, right? Yeah, the Dallas has not played with the COVID issue. So we've had games getting postponed. We've had games getting canceled like the NBA. But the unique thing about the NHL is they have had one team whose season has not started for a full week, and that is the Dallas Stars. They had 17 players get COVID, most of them asymptomatic, and everybody is recovering fine. But having to quarantine for two weeks and then get guys back into the whole conditioning thing, the NHL had to basically cancel every one of their games for the first week of the season and again, just like the NBA, how do you curb all of this? You're allowing guys to now be at home, be traveling on the road, not in a bubble. Can it be controlled for these two sports? Because overall, the NFL and MLB kind of kept it to a minimum of the issues they had. They just had an they just had an 81 game baseball season. Yeah. With limited limited issues they got their arms around what they needed to get their arms around they behaved yeah i i I don't know gotta follow some type of model behavior i i guess so i mean i get it's hard it's also winter so when you're interacting it's all inside you're rarely outside like in baseball or in football you're in closed quarters for these two sports so i guess that does make a difference with potential exposure issues but yet both these words kind of need to get a hold on things figure it out because you'll either be canceling the rest of your seasons taking a hiatus or going back into some sort of bubble system and from what it sounds like no player wants that third option i think that's a lot of games to play 
And to have yeah. to think to shorten the season or cut games off the end to fit in the games they're missing. I don't know. What do you what do you what do you do? They gotta cut they gotta get something going. They do. It's they're a mess right now. They are a mess right now. So we'll see what happens with that. Last thing we are gonna talk about before our question of the week. The MLB, not many moves have been made, but one big one was made, and that is George Springer has just signed a six-year, $150 million contract to play for the Toronto Blue Jays. I saw one joke that said, quick, the Americans are distracted by the inauguration. Blue Jays, go and sign everybody. Which I thought was kind of funny. Where'd they get that money? I mean, every team has money. This Every team doesn't spend it. $150 million, $25 million a year. Yep. Ranked number two on their team for batting, the Astros. For, for the Astros, yeah. Is he worth $150 million? That's the question. Well, I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> well, but what do you what do you think? Based on seeing him with the Astros, we know he was the 2017 World Series MVP when you know people were banging the night away, celebrating, and maybe giving some tips away of what ball was coming. So we know that. He, I mean, he is – I would say he's a top – He's not a top 20 player in my mind. He's a top he's a top 40 guy, I'd say. So, if you're not a top 20 player to me, 25 million is an awful lot of money unless there is some sort of secret we don't know about that's coming this season. I see that money mark. I think you need to be MVP level player. You need to be a Mookie Betts, you need to be uh even Cody Bellinger who didn't have a great season this year, but was MVP last year. You need to have those type of stats, or you need to be a guy that's a future Hall of Famer like Miguel Cabrera, who signed a massive deal. And yeah, he's tailed off, but when he was this age, lived up to the contract and the number. I just don't know if he lives up to that number and does what the Blue Jays hope he does. He's in Florida for a physical and... That's a lot of money for somebody that's, I wouldn't say mediocre. That's really good, but not, yes. not 150 now, million good. I did have one person make a valid point to me, and this person was from Canada, to which, to which they said, I sent out a tweet saying, George Springer is a great player. $25 million is a very steep price for a great player, not an outstanding player, not an MVP level player. To which this person responded with, yes, but to get them to come play in Canada, they have to pay a little more. Touche. And I kind of thought he might be right. Right? Aren't they playing in Florida? Yeah, they're playing in Dundon or something for this year, at least so far. But even still, you assume at least minimum, minimum, even if the next two years they're playing there, a minimum of four years are probably being spent in Toronto. And granted, Toronto is a great city. I've heard fantastic things about it. But you are not living in the country you're used to living in. Things are different in certain ways. And like, yeah, if you have to travel, you have to cross the border. So I guess there are certain aspects to it of like, I don't think about that. But if you're the Blue Jays, maybe you do realize, hey, if we offer him $5 million more than what other teams might be willing to pay for him per year, we get him. It's a little more costly for us, but our team gets better even if even at a steeper price. 
I guess it's a valid point because you have to travel over that border. Every game's an away game, and it's not just an away game, A. It's way away, A. And Oh, you, you don't know, say. Independent. Yeah. Get on the plane, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for all the Canadian Sorry, shows. Sorry, I, Cody, I, I, and I, all the shows on 12 on Sports with Canadian <laughs> backgrounds. Well, there, goes our, there goes our ratings in Canada. I, I, I can't control us sometimes. I apologize to like guys like Cody World Hockey Report. Our bad, eh? Uh, damn it, I did it again, Paul. I can't help myself sometimes. Oh, man. You sound Jamaican when you do it. No. <laughs> You're like, hey, man. Oh, it's Canada, eh? <laughs> Don't get me going. Pass the riggy on the left. Down. Like, no, what do you... <laughs> sound nowhere close to Canadian. Oh man, but yeah. So yeah, that was a valid point that they kind of made. You, maybe you do have to overpay a little bit if you're Toronto and you're the Blue Jays and you want to get the guy that you really think can make a difference for your team. And they have a young team. They have a talented team, so it does make a difference. Are they going to be better than the Yankees? No. Does that hurt to say? Yes. Have the Red Sox made any moves? No. Have they talked to every single free agent apparently on the market? Yes. Have they gotten super close to signing every single one of them, but they signed somewhere else? Apparently. Yeah. I think that, I think the wheelbarrow full of money just isn't enough money. Heim Bloom. What are you doing? Don't know. Spend apparently. What did we trade Mookie for? Who the f- knows? Cause they had a great idea to get somebody else for less money and look what happened. Nothing. When's Chris Sale coming back? Midsummer? Not great. And that was talking slowly. baseball. <laughs> and very slowly. Well, yeah, it's Tommy John surgery. I get that, but it's still, it's it's tough to hear when you know uh, your ace pitcher still probably will miss another half season after missing a full season. But so, that's yeah. that's not the point. He needs to be healthy for the rest of his contract that we had him sign, even though we knew his arm was hanging on by a thread. Anyway, I digress. Paul, one last thing to talk about. It's our question of the week that I just came up with right before the show because that is the prep work I do sometimes for us. I All the other things I think about. Question of the week that we might try to answer. Sometimes I remember to think about it ahead of time. Sometimes I don't. Here's what it is. Out of all the sports, which do you think has the most grueling schedule to go through? And we'll go with the four major sports. So MLB, you want to play 162 games throughout the heat of dead summer, mostly back to back to back to back to back with a few days off here and there once in a while. Do you want to do the NHL or NBA who are similar schedules, very different physicality that come with them? Or do you go with the coup de gras, the NFL, where it's you got 17, what, 17 weeks, you get one week off, six days between all your other games, but you're getting knocked on your ass constantly which one's the toughest which one do you think is the hardest to deal with and why and also which one do you think is the easiest that would probably be good all right so do you want my hardest the first harder harder so the harder one is the nfl and why i don't know let's ask patrick mahomes Let's ask anybody that got limped off and into the tent and into the tunnel and doesn't play anymore. I football 
it's 17 games. You're not away from your family as much, but every game you play, you get the snot kicked out of you and you can get injured. There are people out there, the object of the game is to knock you down and take you out. So not to injure you, but they get injured. Um, grueling on the body, my next, basketball. You're running up and down that court, especially now, right? You got five players damn near playing the whole game because there's nobody else to play. Yeah. It's tough on the body, but I think hockey is number two. I like how hockey you're going through all, all the different levels. So you have yep. football one, hockey two. That's yep. the two hardest. Then the other end of the spectrum, baseball's the easiest. You're away from home, but not very hard. But isn't it with the whole 162-day games and then the middle of summer heat? Okay. Hot, sweaty, or get your teeth kicked in. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I still, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with my guns. All right. I mean, I mean, I'm not that opposite of what you're saying. I would say hockey is probably the toughest from the whole 80 plus games or 70 plus games normally. And you're kind of hitting like football players and you're doing it on a more regular occurrence plus the travel and you're crossing borders a lot more between games in the U S and Canada. I think that might be the most grueling out of all of them. Yeah. And my tiny co-host also agrees because my youngest Jane has joined us and well, she agrees what? with dad. She's now the second most popular co-host on the show. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not going to be hard, but yeah. So I'd go with hockey as my choice with hardest easiest. I would want to say baseball, but I feel like the extent of how many games they actually play makes a difference. I would still probably have to say baseball because it is the least grueling on your body. It's the most time wear and tear on your body longevity wise, because you're constantly playing. So certain parts of your body are wear and tear a lot, such as your shoulders and your elbow. So when it comes to that aspect, it's the hardest I think with wear and tear on specific body parts. Well, I'm thinking George Springer is going to have the next six years are going to be the hardest of his life. <laughs> Cause of Toronto. <laughs> 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 but all right, Paul, I mean that, that about does it for us this week. Jane, do you have anything to add? She's got nothing. I'm sure she'll say something, but she's got plenty. She's got the looks. She does. She has the looks. Well, Thanks for tuning in. Paul, as always, it's a pleasure having you. Everybody else, last quick thing. If you're going to go shopping, go shop on Amazon. And when you do, use 12 on Sports link to Amazon through our website at 12 onsportscom for all your shopping needs from Amazon. And when you do that, you help us. You help us grow. Help Paul and I get better. And that's really what it's all about. But besides that, make sure you check out all the great shows on 12 on Sports. Yeah, Mike said it first. Captain Lou's. Uh, extravaganza the burn with mitch just tons of great shows up and down the lineup we have hockey we have basketball we have football we have everything covered that you need that's really all i have to say paul any last parting words hey check me out at sidekick paul 83 oh look at you promoting the twitter (laughs) didn't even have to remind you this is impressive (laughs) i had to write it down this week oh well okay now it's not as impressive (laughs) <laughs> that's right again if you like us like and subscribe as always 
This has been the Sports Dance. My name is Greg. With me, as always, is Paul, a.k.a. SidekickPaul83 on Twitter, and our tiny little co-host for the final five minutes of the show, my daughter, Jane. All right, sweet. Have a good one. Talk to everybody next week when the Bills and Bucks are in the Super Bowl. The Sports Dance.